talk a little hockey though. Do we? Uh, I ran upstairs. Do we got a score? We're in first intermission. Yeah, scoreless. scoreless. Devils Hurricanes. I should have played the under in this game. Damn it. All right, well, let's talk a little more hockey. To do that, now we welcome on Connor Halley, host of Oilers Nation after dark. Uh, d- after dark, I could talk. I promise, Connor. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> doing good, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right, let's start off, man. Edmonton, they trail Vegas 1-0. Game 2 is coming up tomorrow night, 7-10 p.m. Puck drop. What happens in Game 2? Do you think that they bounce back in this series, at least even things up at one game apiece tomorrow night? I mean, I, I think there's that optimism there, guys. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, for whatever it is, with this this core of the team, they haven't won a Game 1 since 2017, second round against the Anaheim Ducks. So it's been a while. Uh, obviously, last year against the Kings and the Flames, they lost the first game, and then this year against the Kings as well. So I think there's an optimism that they can find a way to bounce back. They've done so, so far. And I mean, anytime you have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, I think that optimism is always going to be there. Game one didn't go their way. They shot themselves in the foot quite a bit, a lot of passengers. So I, I think there is a pretty high level of confidence that they'll be able to get back into it, but they got to clean up a lot of aspects of their game because the Vegas Golden Knights too good. You can't give them those opportunities. They'll make you pay just like they did in game one. Connor, I feel like with all the upsets we had in the first round with the Avs going down, the Bruins, the Rangers, I think a lot of people feel like these might be the two best teams left on paper and the winner of this series could win the Cup. Are you kind of feeling that way? Like the winner of Oilers-Vegas is has a very good chance of winning it all? Oh, totally. I mean, I think the biggest question for both these teams would be between the pipes. Uh, Stuart Skinner, uh, a guy who's, you know, a, a Rookie of the Year nominee, right? He is still a rookie, so that experience factor becomes a question for the Golden Knights. Laurent Brassois, a guy we're quite familiar with. He played his junior hockey in Edmonton with the Oil Kings and was very good for them, but hasn't had, you know, a steady job in the NHL. He's kind of bounced around and up between the AHL. I think he started off this season in Henderson for Vegas. But these two teams were playing such good hockey towards the end of the season. I think you could argue that, the, you know, between them and the Boston Bruins, probably the top two teams in the NHL. So I think that would be a pretty fair assessment. Uh, the Stars and Kraken, you know, I don't know what you're going to get from that one. I like this Dallas team, and I think they'll find a way to get past the Kraken. Uh, but then, you know, you go to the East, and, man, the Florida Panthers knocking off the Boston Bruins in three straight and then dropping the Leafs, and, you know, in a nice fashion, down two goals. They find a way to come back last night. Bobrovsky's playing good between the pipes for the Panthers. So, you know, it, it certainly won't be easy, but I would say, yeah, between the Oilers and Golden Knights, uh, whoever comes out of this series uh, probably is a very good shot to, to hoist Lord Stanley. Connor, we know all about McDavid. We know all about Dreisaitl. Outside of those two guys, if you had to pick an oiler tonight to score, who would be a best bet for you? Oh, I mean, that's a really good question. And uh, there's been a lot of guys from the Oilers who need to get going. Uh, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, Ryan and Hopkins. I mean, geez, this guy was a 100-point player in the regular season and still hasn't put one on the board. Uh, to be optimistic, I'd say Ryan and Hopkins. If he can find a way to get one tomorrow, it'd be absolutely massive for this team. Uh, but the way they skated today, it looks like Evander Kane will be playing on a wing with Nick David and Dreisaitl. So, yeah, if you're throwing money down, I think Evander Kane would probably be the safest bet there. Uh, all he really has to do is go to the net, keep his stick down, and playing with those two, find a way to bank it in there. So I think Evander Kane would probably be a safe bet if the Oilers can get going here. Yeah, what do you think the key is to this series? I mean, you're looking at the Oilers, who were great with the power play all season long, and then you look at the Golden Knights, who struggled to kill penalties even against the Jets' power play that obviously doesn't have the same attack. Is that you think the key to this series, um, just to get them there, or, or how, how do you know how do the Oilers get it done here? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, a power play would be massive. And the Vegas Golden Knights, I believe they were the least penalized team in the NHL this season. So, you know, they're a very disciplined team and don't put themselves in those situations too often. The Oilers did go two for three against them in game one on the power play. Uh, but the second power play, like, it did not look good. The Vegas Golden Knights did a very good job. And then Leon Dreisaitl, I mean, the guy finds a way to put the puck in. He, he finds ways consistently, right? Four goals on the evening. But, yeah, I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, I work at uh, TSN twelve six on the Jason Greger show, and one of our co-hosts is a uh, former NHLer Jason Strelick, and he talked about it. He said they started to play a bit of a diamond on the PK and really neutralized what the Oilers were able to do. So I don't think it'd be a stretch at all. I mean, the Oilers' power play, uh, kind of joke uh, in NHL circles, they're called the power play merchants. They they thrive off of it. And if you can neutralize that, then you're going to go a long way. But even that being said, like they went 66% in the game, in game one on uh, Wednesday and still found a way to lose, right? So they, they got to clean it up defensively. Uh, Vinny D'Arnais, their, their young defenseman, can't be making the mistakes he did. Uh, I think uh, Clean Cost and Ryan McLeod, another player, had a, an opportunity in front of the net where he just kind of left his man free for deflection. Uh, power play is one thing, but they, they can do a lot of things better, especially defensively. Do you, what is it about this team? Like, it's the seventh straight playoff series, I believe, now where they trail one nothing and they've won three of their last four series, including the one against the Kings. What is it about this team where they just, like, kind of play better after getting punched in the mouth, you think? It's almost like they like that. Like, they need that little bit of desperation, that kick in the ass that they need to get them going. And, you know, it's, it's probably not something they'd like to keep on going with. Uh, the last time that they did win a game one was that uh, series against the Anaheim Ducks in 2017. They ended up losing that series. It's a tough one for Oilers fans. You don't even really want to bring that one up because uh, it ended in a little bit of a controversial fashion with the pad being grabbed and uh, Oilers fans still bitter about it. But, yeah, I don't know if it wakes them up or what it is. And it's the last couple of years we've seen some pretty ridiculous games. There was a uh, 9-6 game against the Flames last season that they lost. It certainly woke them up because they went on to win four straight. And then against the Colorado Avalanche, obviously went on to win the Stanley Cup, uh, beat the Oilers 8-6, I think. And, you know, it was a sweep. So there might be something psychological there that gets them going and fires them up. But it's certainly something they would like to kick the habit of because putting themselves in a hole to start off every series, not necessarily ideal. Connor, what about the other Canadian team? Are the Maple Leafs, you think they're cooked (laughs) against Florida? Or is this going to be Devils Rangers 2.0, drop the first two at home, come back, and win the series? You know what? Uh, I I think they're cooked. I think the Florida Panthers are just playing such good hockey right now. And, uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk might be one of the most fun players to watch. Obviously, we know what uh, McDavid and Drysdale do it up in Edmonton. It's fun. They put up a lot of points. But Matthew Kachuk's going to talk smack. He's going to throw hits around. It might be borderline. And then he's going to pot a couple of goals and set up a goal. Like, he, he might be one of the most fun players to watch in the NHL. Oilers fans will hate that I said that one because uh, his time in Calgary, there's still some bad blood there. But, yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they, for the longest time, especially with that core of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, uh, Nylander, and even Tavares when he got there, they, they just haven't been able to find ways to win series and even when they're up, they tend to collapse here. So it was good that they got past Tampa. I think Tampa had a little bit of fatigue with all the cups run they've been on, an aging team. But for for Toronto, I think it might be too much here, especially the way Bobrovsky's been playing as of late since he got back in the starters net for the Florida Panthers. He had a really great stretch for maybe four or five years where he might have been one of the top two, three goalies in the NHL. It looks like he's found that form. And uh, the Florida Panthers, in my opinion, maybe the biggest underachievers throughout the regular season. I actually worked with someone who thought they should trade away because they were going to miss the playoffs. 
in my opinion, they're going to find a way to get in. And, and now that they've got in, you know, they can do some damage. Barkov's a heck of a player over Hagee. Uh, Sam Reinhart, a uh, former top pick. And then, you know, Sam Bennett. We saw the kind of the nasty side of what he's able to do, delivering a cross-check to Bunting last night. Got the $5,000 fine. Uh, well worth it, I think, for him to kind of set the tone in that series. But I, I think it's too little too late for the Maple Leafs. It's going to be tough to come back. It looks like Jim Montgomery's probably going to be the uh, or win the Jack Adams Award. Obviously, with the Bruins have the most successful regular season of any team in NHL history, but then they get bounced in the first round, which, I mean, you could expect it in hockey. We even saw it in the NBA with the Bucks losing to the Heat as the one seed. But where do the Bruins go from here? And, you know, did that shock you, obviously, them getting bounced so early? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I mean... I don't know what it is. I don't know if they put in all that, that effort throughout the regular season to try to find a way uh, to break the record. And then by the time the playoffs rolled around, just nothing they could really do. Like, it, it was ridiculous. You're up three games to one. You think you have it in the bag. And it, the depth on that, that group was unbelievable. The goaltending was good. And to lose in the fashion that they did, I mean, incredibly disappointing. Obviously, I think they'll try to keep the majority of that core together. Uh, but I know they do have some key players that are going to be headed towards unrestricted free agency. Um, you know, I think obviously keeping Pasternak there is probably a big move. But uh, I think who a couple guys even potentially retirement, you know, you look at Patrice Bergeron uh, getting a little bit older there. So it's going to be really interesting. I, I don't know what they do. I, I feel like after the way that ended, there's going to be a lot of guys that want to come back and take another run at it because they did such have, have such a good season and such a solid team. I, I think there's going to be the majority of those guys back next year and go for another run. Were you more surprised, Connor, by the Bruins blowing that 3-1 lead or by the Devils coming back and winning that series against the Rangers just because of the experience mismatch? Like, the Rangers went all in at the trade deadline, and the Devils, like this young core, that was their first taste to be down 0-2, come back, and win that series. Were you more surprised by that than what the uh, Bruins did? It's a really good question. Yeah, you brought up some good points there. I mean, the the Rangers are the deadline to go out there and get Tarasenko and Patrick Kane it looks like he was playing with a, a lower body injury throughout the playoffs there. But, yeah, that, that was quite surprising. And the use of the New Jersey Devils, uh, I don't know about, you know, what the speculation was for you guys or what you had heard, but I can tell you in the circle of, uh, of our shows, a lot of people thought that, you know, the Devils have a lot of future, but maybe just too small, too inexperienced to get the job done in the playoffs. And obviously the comeback on the Rangers, pretty phenomenal. But I, I think any time you have a team like the Boston Bruins bounce in the fashion that they were a historic season, uh, and not like a team that's young and, and inexperienced. I mean, they've got a lot of guys who, who've been here, who've got there, and, and know how to play in those series-eliminating games. They were aggressive, too, at the deadline. I mean, the Rangers, yeah, they went and got Kane and Tarasenko, but uh, the Boston Bruins went out and brought in a couple of players, obviously made the trade for Orlov from the Washington Capitals, and then uh, brought in Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings, who uh, I'm sure they'd like to bring back. But, yeah, I think that, that one just was crazy to me. That and the Colorado Avalanche, uh, two probably favorites to maybe meet in the Stanley Cup final with both of those teams being eliminated. Uh, definitely did not have that one called. We're talking right now with Connor Halley here on BetMGM Tonight, host of Oilers Nation After Dark. So right now, uh, unfortunately, Carolina goes up one nothing on New Jersey. If they take a 2-0 series lead, do you think New Jersey's dead? Or do you think them going back to their home ice, they still got a shot in the series? Man, that'd be tough uh, for the Devils to do that again, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Carolina Hurricanes and the team that they've built. And obviously we know they're going through some, some injuries on their own side. Uh, I actually didn't even know they were trailing now, so I, I appreciate that update. Uh, yeah, I kind of It was almost 2 nothing, Connor. We, 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 we got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Uh, 
it's, it's wild, man. Caroline is on the <laughs> We're attack We're sorry for right taking now. away your time. I'm going to rip my hair out right here. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have the? What are you guys betting on tonight with this game? Uh we unfortunately took the. We took New Jersey. We took New Jersey. Yeah. Real Connor is Brindamore <laughs> is Brindamore the best coach in the NHL? We were talking about that at, at the break with our producer Nick. I, it just feels like that guy's the best in the sport right now, isn't it? I mean, he, he certainly gets it gets the job done year in year out. Like I said, I think they've built one heck of a team, uh, but he's in the conversation. And you know what? He gets the most out of his guys. Cause like that guy is an absolute beast. Like he looks like he could lace them up and get out there and play. So you yeah. certainly don't want to be in worse conditioning than your head coach. So I think there might be a little bit of a motivational factor there, but yeah, he gets the most out of his team. I, I think he's got to be right there in that conversation. Uh, last one for you. Uh, Nick Berlansky, our producer here. He's trying to talk me into the Dallas Stars plus six hundred. Says they got the hottest goaltender right now. What do you think about Dallas at that price, six to one to win the cup? You know what? Why not? Right? I mean, Ottinger. Hey, he he showed last year against the Flames. He well, I guess they lost that series, but he showed that he could potentially steal you a series. I think it's going to be tough going up against the Oilers or the Vegas Golden Knights if they are to advance past the Seattle Kraken. I think they will. Uh, but, uh, hey, why not? Throw it down, see what happens, and maybe the Stars get going. They, they've got a nice team, right? They've got that kind of mix between the, the veterans with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, and then you got the younger guys of Matthew Robertson and uh, Miro Heiskanen. You know, hey, why not throw it down and see what happens? At those odds, could be a nice payday. Connor, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the game tonight. Uh, one nothing right now, Carolina still. Great stuff, Connor. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Guys, thanks for having me on. Take care.